Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best childhood trend? Top gaming consoles? Best blenders? Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. I'm your host, Tom Lockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing good. How you doing? Oh, a little under the weather, but you know, just trying to get trying to get past this. You know, it's a tough time for everybody right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm under the weather all the time. <sighs> Stupid but weather. You know who's usually not under the weather? Zach Rancourt. And is that true this time? <laughs> no, I'm also under the weather. I got yeah, I got yeah. the vid, <laughs> at least from my my last test. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, yeah. Luckily, I'm triple vaxxed and waxed. But uh, I yeah I don't get sick that often so this is a this is a bummer it's just my head is real cloudy so if I start to trail off or forget what I'm saying that's the reason why it's not yeah, the 14 me, beers I drank last night so I'm I'm never I sick either I actually have not gotten sick since Corona started like even yeah, a cold yeah. or anything same thing it's great I know that's why I've been like what the hell is this <laughs> I know <laughs> I had the exact same feeling? experience and then like I said I was saying before like if if I didn't have this little home kit show positive. I would have gone into work because I feel fine. But, you know, that's because I'm all triple vaxxed like you. And, you know, but this Omicron right now is so easily transmittable that even if you're doing the right mm-hmm. thing. So it's like a little chest cold. But, you know, it's, you know, I know people have been hammered by it. But, hey, you know what? We're feeling fine enough to record this. So we're here to talk well, about okay. great stuff today. Huh, Tom? <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, guys. Uh, I I think today the most overword you uh, most overused word is Karen. It used to describe a certain type of person that no one likes, but now it just seems to describe anyone who's angry and caught on video. Like you could be doing anything, and it'll be like, ah, what a Karen! This person who's just angry at something. Um, despite that. We've all been on one side or the other of bad customer service. Um, yeah, so we are doing uh, top five worst customer service experiences this week. Uh, to enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other, and by no means are we experts or historians in said categories. We are just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. I'm going to start us off, and I will start off by telling you what type of customer I am. I am never going to complain. I complain by never going back again. I've never sent a dish back. I just don't do that. I eat the dish, and if I don't like it, I don't return. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. I'm not going to leave a Yelp review. I've only left two Yelp reviews in my life, and it's just because I gave places five stars. They were so good, I had to like write about it, <laughs> and I never write. So that's the type of customer that I am. Um So I'm going to start off. I actually came up with names for mine, kind of like their episodes. And this one is My Enemy, Teriyaki Way. (laughs) So there's a teriyaki (laughs) place in the same complex as the Safeway that I walk to every day for lunch. I walk to Safeway. It's about a mile there and back. And one day I thought to myself, you know what? I want to get some teriyaki, and I've never been to that teriyaki place. So uh, about 20 minutes before I was going to clock out for lunch, I order up mine and my wife's food. All right. It gets sent, and it gets confirmed back. That means that they have received it, and they said, yes, we're going to make it for you. So I clock out for lunch 20 minutes later, and I walk over there, and I come inside, and I say, 
Uh, I ordered online for Tom Lockhart. And the lady said, uh-uh, we don't have anything from Grubhub. And I said, uh, but I did, or it's right here on my phone. Like, here it is. And she said, no Grubhub. And I said, well, but I already paid for it and it's here. Like, can, can, like, can you make it? And she said, no Grubhub. And then she just kind of like was standing there and I was like, so is that it? And she shrugged her shoulders and she went in the back. And I just kind of like looked around because I didn't know what to do at that point because she had just walked away and said, I, I don't want to serve you like wow. at all. And I just kind of like <laughs> turned around and walked out. And I was about two minutes into my walk back home thinking about life and just what <laughs> was going on. And they canceled the order two minutes after I left, which means that they had the order. Like it was there because they had to cancel it. <laughs> Wow. And and it was just like I didn't know what was happening in my life and I was crushed and I came back with no teriyaki and my wife was like, "What's up?" <laughs> like you went for a specific thing and you're coming back with nothing. <laughs> and I just told her the story and it was just the <laughs> weirdest experience ever where they were just like, "No, we don't want to serve you. Go away." <laughs> that is peculiar. It Maybe is because of weird. your glasses, Tom. Maybe they didn't like those. Did you, this was before I got glasses. Like I was did you ever? Did you ever get an explanation? No, and I've never been back. Like they just okay, canceled that's my one order once I left, and it was yeah. just like, okay, so, I will okay. never go back there again. They are now my mortal enemy. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those ones where maybe just maybe you should like push it and maybe talk to them again because that's 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 really peculiar. That's. <laughs> It's so weird. Yeah. Huh. Bonkers, dude. Sorry that happened to you. <laughs> it's okay. It was just a weird day in my life. Did Ugh. you check the, re- the reviews on like Google and Yelp and stuff to see if, if that yeah, they had, they, there were similar situations? No, they had fine reviews. They were like huh. a little over four stars and it was just like, eh, yeah, they're just, they'd sell teriyaki and I wanted some. Weird, man. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, because when you okay. when you have a hankering for teriyaki and you don't get it, it's it ruins your whole day. You're like, I didn't get te- I had teriyaki for dinner that night from a different place because I just had to have it at that point. Wow. Wow. <sighs> Tom and his teriyaki. Where have I heard yeah. that before? <laughs> OK, wow. So, well, I see Eric. You're, you're, yeah, well, I, I see you're starting on the, the customer end of the yes. uh, business relation. I am going to go on the as the representative of a company end of the customer service experience. All three of us have worked customer service jobs before. In fact, that's how we met, basically. Uh, well, Tom and I have known each other since we were kids, but Zach, we met mm-hmm. you by working up at Angel of the Winds Casino. Well, I'm actually going to start right there working at the casino. I spent most of my time there working security. I also did some time as valet, but... There was a a brief time where I had to be a lead as security, and occasionally you have to make an approach on somebody if there's a problem, and you got to like call up to the surveillance team, and like it's like a whole thing. Okay, there's only certain criteria that can be met for you to approach them because this is a bad experience. If security's approaching somebody, there's a reason for it, right? Well, this wasn't a case where somebody did something wrong. Actually, that's not true. 
The reason my boss at the time, the supervisor, Jason Cooper, didn't approach this woman is because he was handling another issue that was far worse. So I, we had simultaneous issues. There was a busload of old ladies who came into the casino, literally a busload. And I don't know what retirement home they were from, but they were all excited and they got like little bags of candy as gifts at the door. And they were so happy and, you know, they were just looking forward to a afternoon and evening at the casino. Well, they come in and sit down and start doing their thing. And within two minutes, one of the floor gals who hands out tickets to the uh, guests uh, noticed that a lady had wet herself, which means she had wet herself and she had sat in chairs and this is now an unsanitary condition. Now urine is sterile. No one's going to die from it or whatever, but it is not, it's not a thing that you can just like, let go. So our boss, he's like, I know this is rough, but I'm going to have to, you know, you're going to have to go over there very politely ask, ask her to have a good evening. So I had to approach this little old lady who I don't even think she knew she had an accident. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't, but I had to basically kick her out of the casino and she came on this bus with all these other old women. So they all had to pack it up and leave within like 10 minutes of getting there. So this is just a mortifying experience. And there's an old lady out front. She's like, think of your grandmother. And I'm like, I am, (laughs) I really (laughs) am. I know. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what regulations were being cited or what the real, like, you know, how we could have, I don't know if there was any other way we could have helped this woman. It's not like we sold pants at the gift shop, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we could have called a cab or whatever, or, you know, to have like take back to the home to go get something for her. I don't know how else we could have without ruining everybody's trip. She must've been so mortified. And I still, to this day feel so shitty, uh, yeah. but you know, that's a terrible that's a, just a terrible customer service experience that I'm glad I never have to experience again. But oh my god, we should have just uh, made her wear a trash bag. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that would have been less demeaning. Oh, I mean, at least she could have stayed there. I so mean, I, I I wouldn't know how to handle that either necessarily. I I was very surprised when he said uh, you had to kick her out. Basically, like that's yeah. that's so odd to me. That doesn't seem like something that the quote unquote world's friendliest casino in the world would do. I know and that yeah. was the real irony about it is because exactly. at the time, I don't know if they call themselves that anymore or what, but yeah. at the time, their big marketing pitch was that they're the world's friendliest casino in any time. Uh, as long security. as you have dry pants. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well, that, well, that was the thing. Anytime us as security had to approach anybody, they'd always be like, oh, I thought it was the world's friendliest casino. <laughs> I know. Oh, eat my dick. You <laughs> sons of bitches. But I, I, I didn't I didn't say that to the old lady. That was just I felt so shitty. I still feel really shitty. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. She's probably dead and gone now. It's been, you know, 15, 16 years. So whatever. But still awful, awful experience. 
That reminds me of Ugh. one time my grandma was telling me about a time she wet her pants at Angel Lewin's Casino and some oh, guy boy. kicked her out and he's an asshole about it. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. Damn, Eric. That is uh, stone cold. <laughs> it wasn't me being told. I was doing what I was told to do. I know. I we, was... we did have to do a lot of that dumb shit at the casino and it was yeah, very, sure very frustrating. I have a couple of stories. Me? So I'm one real, of which real glad you. I never went yeah. to security. Yeah, you're just wearing your lanyard with all your keys. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, cool. Okay, so for mine, uh, I was working at Target. This was my last retail job before I got into my job now, and I was a manager there. Um, so this is one of my biggest pet peeves about Christmas is when people wait till the very last minute for gifts. I'm talking like Christmas Eve. They wait until Christmas Eve, the night of, and go to a store. Mm -hmm. At Target, we closed at 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve because you know we have lives. So uh, there was this deal that was going on with AT&T that you could uh, basically it's like buy one iPhone, get one free. So uh, this lady comes in. She is in there, I think, for a couple hours trying to set up her phone. Something's wrong on her end, like her payments not going through or she she couldn't qualify or something. Right. And it's 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 separate. Target Mobile was separate from Target. So uh, we had that we sold the product we sold the iphone it went through mm -hmm. our inventory but we contracted through target mobile who worked with sprint verizon and and uh, t-mobile and, and such and at&t um and so it wouldn't work you know first of all she's in here at five o'clock we have two more hours to go uh it's getting towards closing time and she is just putting up a fuss because we won't give her the phone she says i'm taking this phone long and short of it i was like ma'am look so I, I can't let you take that phone. It, it's not yours and it's not paid for. If you take that phone, that is theft. And right. she's like, well, I want to talk to your manager. I go, I actually am the manager. I am the, yeah. the closing store manager tonight. So so I, I want to help you out. She's like, well, it's Christmas. What are my kids going to think tomorrow when they don't have a present like this? And I go, they have a bad mother. And, and I said, I was like, <laughs> we have, I, I took everything from inside of me to, 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 say, to not say something like that. I was going to be like, well, you know, there were 24 shopping days in the month of December. Um, but what I did say, I was like, we have other fantastic products or gift cards that maybe your kids would like. But, uh, if you did want to wait, we are open on, um, the 26th, you can come in and we can get this figured out for you and, and we can get you on your way. She was going crazy and she tried to grab the phone. I said, ma'am, you need to step back and you need to not reach over that counter or I will be uh, calling the police. Yeah. And of course she didn't like that. I was able to talk her down, calm her down a little bit. She was still pretty irate. She she came back in the 26 and I thought she was going to have a time to breathe. She was a stark raving bitch for that next like 10 hours she was in the store and she was so determined to get this phone and it was nothing to do with us. It was all like Target Mobile and her end. Um, yeah. my store manager even actually gave her like a $35 gift card to Panera because she'd been waiting. It, she wasn't in there for 10 hours, but she, you know, she's waiting and he, he went over and gave it to her. She's like, oh, is this it? 35. And he's like, what? Yeah. You know, so you can go get something to eat. And, um, man, she was so cold and such a callous bitch. And like literally the definition of a Karen, but I, I, her, her kids came in with her too. And, and they're not kids. They were like, you know, 25 year old kids and they were trying <laughs> yeah. to give us shit too. And I'm just like, I pulled out my brand new iPhone. I'm like, hang on, let me make a call real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I will never forget that lady. And she actually warmed up to me later on. Cause I would, uh, do returns and stuff here and there. And she came in and she was super nice to me and I oh, almost good. feel like she didn't remember me. So I'm just like, I don't know what happened, but yeah, she sucked. She almost ruined my Christmas. I was livid that night. 
Man. I was so mad. I just drank Man. a lot of whiskey when I got home. So, <laughs> Man. Well, I'm so uh, glad that that worked out for you because holy I know. crap. Yeah, people. It's like Jesus Christ waiting until the last minute. It's one of my biggest pet peeves for, for Christmas shopping. Well, that's the thing. I tend to I tend to do that. <laughs> but would you throw a tizzy fit if you couldn't get your no, iPhone? At, yeah. No. At that point, I know it's my damn fault. I know yeah, it is. 100%. I do that too, but I buy gift cards for all my family now. I, I don't have Me too. I don't want to know what they're going to get. I just get gift cards. It's real easy. And then I just pass them out. Here's some money. <laughs> and she wanted to speak to the store director because his name is on the receipt. And she's like, you need to call him right now. I go, no, I, I'm not going to. It's Christmas Eve. And he's with his family. And I go, which is what I'm trying to get my employees home to their families because it's Christmas Eve and we're open for 30 more minutes. And she's like, well, I won't leave without calling him. I go, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to deal with me like I'm in charge. And it's just it's crazy to me that people customers don't take no for an answer. And when you tell them, I love the whole. Can I speak to your manager? I go, yeah, I'm actually right here. What can can I do for you? So um, but yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's always a good feeling. Mm -hmm. I'll speak to your man. Yeah, this is as high up the chain you go. I've, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I had a similar experience. Uh, I'll talk about later on. Perfect. You know, I never want to talk to a manager. I don't want to talk to normal floor employees. If I can't find something, I just assume a store doesn't have it. Jesus, I'm not going to ask yeah. people. I'm just like, <laughs> nope, they don't have it here. I'm going to a new store. You got, you got to ask, man. Nah, mm, I hate. <laughs> Thomas, what's your second one? My More second one. <laughs> uh, it's kind of in the same realm. Um, this one's called the forgotten Chinese food, where I am again a customer because I've never worked in Chinese food. They sound like Goosebumps um, books. So this is another time when I ordered 30 minutes beforehand on Yelp, like I do for a lot of meals. And so me and my wife, we were, we were, I think we were in like Lake Stevens visiting my parents and we were getting Chinese food on the way home. So I ordered it when we left Lake Stevens and we got there and I was like, hey, do you have an order for Tom? And they said, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, it, it'll probably be another 20 minutes or so. And I was like, okay, that seems like a long time. But we sat down and then we were sitting there. And 35 minutes later, my wife was like, where's our food? And I was like, I don't know. So I go up to the front and I go, hey, uh, there's a, something under Tom. You said it would take 20 minutes. It's been, been 35 minutes. And they, they were like, oh, okay. And then they went in the back and checked. And uh, they had forgot to start my order. Oh, yeah. And, I've had that. And then I was like, okay, well, how long is it going to be? And they said, it's going to be about 45 to 50 minutes because we're real busy. And it's like, so you're not going to move my order to the front of that? You're just going to do all the ones right. before it? And they were like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. So we just left and we went to Papa Murphy's and got a Papa Murphy's pizza. And I believe that place went out of business like a year later and I'm very happy for it. I don't even remember the name of it, but just like that's actually super unacceptable. I would be fine if like I got there and they were like, oh, we didn't start it the first time. But telling me that it's going to be ready in 20 minutes when you haven't even started it. And like that just it blows my mind. And if I if I was a person who like got angry I would have been that person yelling on video, but I just yeah. took it as, okay, that, that sucks. Okay. All right. And then, and then yeah. I went to my wife and I went, yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> I'm fine with uh, paying for this and just never eating here. I'm, I'm not even going to ask for my money back. I'm just done with this place and out oh, the door man. we went. 
That's yeah, that was insane. And, and I bought that Papa Murphy's pizza and had it cooked before that, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes was up. <laughs> oh, man. That, that is super, super unacceptable. That is like, how do they not know you've been sitting there? How long did you say you were sitting there? 35 minutes in the store. Just sitting how do they, how do they, how do they not like a server or somebody not realize that you've been sitting there for 35 minutes? How do they the, not move you immediately to the front of the line? That's what it's crazy. There. It's insanity. Like shit happens. We get that, but that's where you've got to make an effort to get to, to, to make up for your fuck up. You, you have to acknowledge that you fucked up in that situation. Right, like they could, they could have given me an after dinner mint, and I probably would have been like, "Oh, okay." Oh, you know, I would have put that in my <laughs> mouth, and been like, "They're right on it. Don't worry." But they did nothing. That's Yikes. that is atrocious customer service. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, oh. what's yours? Your second one? Okay, I'll speak a little bit about some atrocious customer service. Um, so recently, Mandy and I went to New York City. This was the day after Christmas, and we had just, uh, well, it had just started snowing. Like it was supposed to be a snowpocalypse situation. We, you guys remember, it was just a couple weeks ago. It was supposed to be a mm. big snowpocalypse situation that eventually kind of happened, but uh, it, it it didn't happen till the day after Christmas. So I, you know, I check in on remotely via phone uh, to the airline like seven o'clock in the morning. We're not flying out till like seven o'clock that night. Right. And I check in, I pay for the bags and everything's fine. Snow is coming down. All right. We're trying to come up with plans all day. What are we going to do? Get to the airport. Where are we going to park the car? What are, you know, what's going to happen here? It's a little bit fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. And then I just, as we're fixing to head out the door, I use the restroom. I'm on Google and I look at the flight status and it says my flight is canceled. And I was flying uh, with JetBlue. I'm like, oh, shit. I've never had a flight canceled before. I, I don't know what the protocol here is. So I'm calling JetBlue and I'm calling Expedia because that's who I booked it through. And I'm trying to figure out what happened. And I can't get anybody on the phone. Now, Expedia website does not see that it's canceled. JetBlue's website does not say it was canceled. And the Port of Seattle does not list it as canceled. So eventually we're like, okay, let's just go down there and figure out what's going on. Uh, so we get in the car and we're driving through the snow. Not a whole lot of people on the freeway puttering along. Finally, I get a notification. I get an email saying uh, from Expedia saying the flight was canceled. Crap. Okay. And he says, well, let's just go down there anyway. Go to the counter and see what they can do for us. Okay. Whatever. We go on down there. There is nobody at the counter. <laughs> nobody. JetBlue does not operate that counter full time. So there was just nobody sitting there. We had to stand in line for like an hour and a half. Turns out we were in the wrong line. They had two lines there. We were in the one for like special premium God tier customers. And then there's the other line. We were in the wrong one. Whatever. There's no sign. So I'm like, okay. So I'm kicked to the back of the line, even though we were at the front <laughs> and we'd been there for an hour and a half. And uh, we come to find out that um, they they didn't have a flight to New York that night, but they did have one to Boston at like 11 o'clock at night and get us to Boston and then connect us from Boston to New York City. I said, screw it. Just get me to the East Coast tonight and we'll figure it out the rest of the way. That's fine. So we go ahead and uh, we get connected and 
whatever. That's look, it's snowing and COVID has been going crazy and they have a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of cancellations and a lot of people missing work because of COVID and because of the snow and all that stuff. So they're, I'm not mad or upset with the people at SeaTac who, you know, they're doing the best they can. These poor bastards. My gosh. Uh, it's not that. It's that I'm on the, I'm, I'm like talking to the JetBlue people on their chat and they're no help at all. None. They have no idea that their own flight is canceled. They have nothing. They, have, they, they can't tell me anything. I'm waiting for like two hours and three hours to get a hold of anybody. I never got a hold of Expedia at all. They never got in touch with me. So <laughs> this is the customer service experience that night was, I understand there was a lot of people trying to figure stuff out, but I specifically got their app JetBlue. I got their app with the flight tracker on the app. And to this day, it says it was on time. <laughs> wow. So their app is useless and they wow. don't care. I tried to tell them and they don't care. So that was just, I'll never fly through JetBlue again. That's fascinating because uh, I've had yeah. good experiences through JetBlue and I really like it. But holy crap, that's yeah. that sucks, man. It's not that there were bad times because everybody was having bad times. You just got to suck it up. It's that I couldn't get anyone on the phone or I couldn't get af- accurate information through chat. And they were not updating their information through their tracking system. Google knew the flight was canceled five hours before they did. Wow. How? <laughs> How does Google and FlightAware know five hours before the actual company that's operating that aircraft? Google that knows Google's all. Company. I know. Yeah, come on. I uh, know. If it makes you feel better, me and Zach were sitting in a cold Seahawks stadium watching the Seahawks lose to the Bears. God. I know. Oh my god. I know. So, that exact same night. I know. It was fun for like the first quarter. Then I was like, I can't feel my toes, and I wore two yeah. pairs of socks. It was rough. Yeah, what a shit show that was. I'm sorry that happened, Eric. That's not a good uh, first New York experience, even though you weren't no. in New York yet. <laughs> no. And, and it was just, again, circumstances are what they are. In any other situation, I'm sure JetBlue is just fine. I'm sure everything's fine. But yeah. once we got there, we realized that they operate almost exclusively in the Northeast. That's where they're based. Yep. So You'd think they'd be used to snow and yeah, what would well, happen for snow activities. Well, when you got mm. to the counter there, like there was somebody there. There was people there 24-7. So there was, customer service was a lot better there. It was here that it was really, really balls. So, Yeah, crazy, man. Well, mine actually happened on the same because you flew out on Sunday, right? Yep. Sunday the 26th. Perfect. So mine kind of segues right into that. Um, I'm a big proponent of public transportation. Uh, Mm -hmm. I live in Seattle, so I take the bus. Then I take the light rail to the airport. I take the bus Uh, wherever I go. What did you? Quick, 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 quick aside. I am now, now that I've experienced New York City subway and their transportation, it cost me 250 to go from like, you know, downtown manhattan to queens to get on the you know the plane like that that's that mm. that why oh, we it's incredible that's, that's so it's good. Their, good their public transportation <laughs> is absolutely incredible same thing with the london tube i mean the yeah. underground is just it's it's phenomenal you can get anywhere and there's like three or four different ways to get there so yeah. it's and the people who live there bitch about it and i know that's fine that's sure always, that's always true but boy i really wish we had that it's it's efficient and it, sometimes it sucks but yeah it's efficient so um so <laughs> using public transportation I, I am a big proponent for it uh, i always try to do that as opposed to driving my car if i'm going to certain things especially a sporting event now i played a hero and i went down to auburn to pick up my friend in the snow because i like driving in the snow uh, that was great i was fine but we parked down at the angle lake station which is south seattle i typically go from Northgate and just park there and drive down so or in a ride down so 
game's over. We lost by one point. Stupid ass loss. It was cold. It was a shit show. Um, and we take the light rail going south. So it goes to the Rainier Beach exit, which is only a few exits after the international or the yeah, uh, the stadium district that we got on at. And we're just sitting there. It's a it's a packed ass in the time of COVID packed ass. I'm talking like elbow to elbow, you know, standing room only kind of situation. And the announcer gets on and he says, hey, uh, there is a technical error up at SeaTac on on one of the trains. And so we're going to be sitting tight for a little bit and we don't really have a resolution. And so we're like, "Okay." so we wait 15 minutes passes and then he moves up one stop and says the exact same thing. And he's and keeps giving us updates every 15 minutes. We've been on the train for a good 30, 45 minutes. And he goes, all right, so it looks like uh, I'm not getting any word on when this is going to be fixed. And so everyone, um, you're going to have to deboard the train. It's 25 degrees out. We had to deboard the train. There are probably 200, 300 people getting off of this train, doing the right thing, taking public transportation, right, to yeah. avoid the roads. And there was zero solution. They just said, all right, everybody go ahead and hop off. We yeah. we are in an area of Rainier Beach, which doesn't have many buses that go through it, especially that time of the day. It was like six or seven o'clock at night. Um, the rideshare was a joke. There were maybe two cars in the vicinity. The surge pricing to drive five miles was $125 Jesus. between 200 or 300 people. And so yeah. everyone was livid. Luckily, I'm I'm savvy enough with the bus system. So it was my buddy Ian. Uh, we were with our friend Matt and we we kind of we were like leaders or like cult leaders. And so a group of people heard what we were doing and we were going to take the bus. We took three fucking buses from Rainier beach to Renton, Renton to, um, Oh my God, where'd we go? Renton to the Tequila station, Tequila station down to angle Lake, three buses, almost two hours later. And I finally got to my car. I still had to drive Ian home to Auburn. I had to come back to, to Seattle. I didn't get home until nine 30 at night. Um, and the game was a one o'clock game. So it, um, it sucked, man. I was so angry at light rail, uh, at the, at the link light rail. They had zero solution. They just said, Hey, get off the train. Are you kidding me? Send us buses or something like that. I was so fucking mad and it, it, it just angers me immensely. Yeah. So I feel you, I, I feel your pain on the snow stuff. It's like, get your shit together. And they, they never acknowledged it. They said they had a little blurb on their Twitter that said this tra- uh, the train's not running or something like that. And there was zero yeah. repercussions. The worst part is when they have no, when their solution is go fuck yourself. That's, that's pretty hard. <laughs> and their just, solution yeah. is you shouldn't be poor. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, 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 that's hard. That's, uh, that's hard medicine, man. Yeah. And just it's, a, uh, a little thing, uh, surge pricing on, on, ubers is ridiculous uh i picked up monaco that uh in the morning um because they wanted like it was like 110 dollars to go four miles to get to my place and it's just like wait wait i'll just come pick you up i can drive in the snow i have a honda fit it's a great snow car (laughs) and i it is it's front wheel drive and it just glides on top of the snow it's not too heavy to sink into it it just goes great and we we did amazing and so he bought me beers for the entire game because i was his 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 uber for the day and it was just like yes this is sweet (laughs) it just yeah it it it, it blows me away that it was it was like that and and they put us in that situation so i was very upset with uh with um the light rail stupid light rail that we need Thomas, more of. What is your, I know. Thomas, what is your next one? We are finally getting to me being on the employee side. And this one is called The Spoiled Milk. 
Ugh, oh, oh no, no, I know this one. Oh god, I gotta so, log off. This is so gross. <laughs> so as a valet, I would park many a cars. Some of them weren't the greatest, but there were very few that were just like, wow, like they really did a number on this one. And the, the problem with it is you hand them the ticket and then you fill out damage on the outside. So you don't actually get to get inside of a car until they're well into the casino. So I fill out it. Oh, there's a lot of damage, so it takes a while. And then I open the door to get in, and it smells atrocious. Yeah. It is the, like, I, I, I got instantly out of it, and I said, I am not parking that to my lead, Mike Williams. And he, he was like, whatever, you, you're being weird. And he got in it, and he moved it forward 10 feet, <laughs> He got out and he threw up in the bushes <laughs> because they had spilled like a gallon of, of milk, it seemed like, into their passenger floorboard and it had not cleaned it up and it just had spoiled over there. And he, we called them for like three hours to come back out to their car so we could tell them we can't park this and you have to get it fixed before we ever park it again. But they never came out until they were leaving and they gave the ticket. And then when I they gave the ticket to me and I saw what it was and then I went into our break room where, where our lead was and I said, they're here. And he had to go out and explain to this woman, we can never park your car again until you get this fixed. And she was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just a little milk. And it was just oh like, God. she just thought it was just fine. No big deal. You guys are overreacting. And she just got into her car and she drove away and didn't get out and throw up at all. So it was, yeah. it was gross. So bas- basically we're just like these stuck up, like pinkies out, like, you know, feet, elitists who don't drive around with spoiled milk, you know, in the carpet of our cars. I remember parking that car. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if that was when I was back in security or if I, I think I was when I was in valet with you, that it was just unbelievable. It's that kind of car. That's like, God almighty. I mean, how do you not know this is a problem? It's how do you not know to not, not like, I, I understand sometimes you get used to a smell, sure. but when it's just like revolting, like how how do you not notice at all? Like you have to have no sense of smell whatsoever. Yeah. I, I and I, I you know we don't want to be a dick about it, but oh my god, so, yeah. It's not yeah. like I'm you know I've got a mess. It's not like I have perfectly clean everything. I'm not stuck up about this stuff, but that that really is very bad. So yeah, Ugh. So, Ugh, yeah. indeed. Eric, what is your third one? Okay, well, sticking around at the casino, I have been trying to rack my brain for the details of this. I don't know. I don't remember what happened, but maybe, Zach, I need you to lean in on this because it involves you rather intimately. <laughs> Sounds there, sexy. <laughs> uh, kind of not really. Uh, so there was, I was working security. And there was a guy that I don't know how he was causing problems. I don't remember what, but he was not completely correct in the head. And Zach did not have the patience for this guy. And Zach was like, please get away from me. 
And this guy is like openly weeping, talking to me like he hurt my heart. I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? And like, like Zach was ready to like, like he had to fight this guy. And this guy was ready to fight Zach. And I'm like talking him down at Zach, talking this guy down. And eventually he agrees to leave and he gives me a hug and he kisses me on the neck. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know if you remember this incident or the oh, details man. they're in. It's like vaguely. I feel like this, this is a dream I had. I kind of remember this. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll finish when you're I'll talk when you're I, done. I am basically done. I don't have a whole lot more than that. I have had to when I was working security at the casino. I had to kick a few people out from time to time. It's never a fun thing. It's always a drag. And a lot of times people are just like, oh, that was the most friendly. But sometimes we kick a guy out who genuinely like this guy's a danger. This guy's a problem. He's not right. He's going to cause issues. So he was maybe there was some bipolar going on there or maybe there was some narcotics of some kind. I don't know. I'm not I'm not qualified to determine that. But his emotions were all over the place. He was on the verge of violence one minute to chummy and ultra chummy the next minute. And it really did alternate that quickly too. So I was trying to be, we did a little good cop, bad cop situation there, I guess. But you know, I, 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 I'm not saying Zach didn't handle it right or whatever. I'm just saying for whatever reason, this guy was insisting that Zach has to like him. He needed you to like him in that moment. And you were just like, Get the hell away from me, dude. Get away. <laughs> That's so. crazy. I, I I remember bits and pieces of this, but I'm like, uh, it's gonna it's gonna hit me one day. I'm gonna be on a run or something and be like, oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> I just remember that I had a very deeply human moment with this man. I can't believe he, he kissed you on the he neck. Kissed me on the <laughs> neck. Gross. Right on the neck. <laughs> it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a passion in anything. It was just Still. like uh, you know, just a peck and just mwah. Smooch. Just, hey, it was a smooch. Thanks for helping me. Yeah, it wasn't a peck. It was a smooch. <laughs> it was a full smooch right on the neck. Oh. So do, you know we had, we, do you know why we kicked him out? No, that's oh. the thing. I don't know <laughs> what the altercation was about. I guess maybe he was. He had said something. I'm guessing he had said something inappropriate to one of the uh, the people the on the floor, one of the yeah. servers or whatever. I'm sure he that must have been the case. And they came to security and said, or TGA and said, this guy's got to go. He's causing a problem. So. Oh, uh, that must have been it. I wish I could give better details of the circumstance. I just, when you are in a place that regularly mixes greed and alcohol, you're going to have <laughs> problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. But every so often you get a real spicy one like that. And, uh, you know, I still wish he called me sometimes, you know, so we can <laughs> hang out. <laughs> no, there was a there was hand sanitizer right inside there. I just kind of squish and wash my neck go. real quick. I'm like, what the, <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that? I told Mike Larson, like he kissed me on the neck. Ah, I win. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I kiss you on the neck all the time. <laughs> ah. I, oh my I, goodness! I don't have a good story for this other than that I I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. I'm trying to talk this guy down off the edge from doing something stupid. And Zach's like, get the fuck away from me. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. like, God damn it, Zach. Don't rile. I just got him calmed down. Don't rile him up. But hey, Zach had boundaries. So, Jeez. you know, <laughs> uh, if he had kissed you on the neck, I think you would have popped him one. Probably. Uh, 
yeah, that at that moment in time in your life, I think you might have popped him. Yeah, I was a little so. hothead back then. So. Yeah, not so much anymore. I still get no. angry, but <laughs> I can control sure. my anger. I'm like the Hulk. <laughs> sure, you hurt that guy's heart. I know. He I told remember me you hurt you, his heart. You saying that, I remember bits of it now, but I'm like, I, I got to remember the details, so it'll come to me one of these days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's go around. I think that what are we on? Number four? Are we on uh, three, three for me? Okay. So back in that time, around that time I was at the casino, I went to a Quiznos that was by my house or it was near my house and I got a soup bowl uh, and the soup bowls are great because, you know, they, they put cheese on the inside and they put whatever your favorite soup is and they give you the, the toasted top of the bread as well because it's part of the, the bread bowl. And so, uh, first of all, the kid who was making my, my bowl asked me like three times if I wanted cheese. And I said, yes. Um, he was, I don't know if he was high out of his mind, but he just messed up. Uh, then the manager or something was the one who was, uh, doing the rest of it. He put it through the conveyor belt. Cause you know, they always toast their subs and it came out like burnt, very burnt. Like the thing was pretty much black. And he starts loading it with soup. And I was like, uh, hey, uh, excuse me, can I actually get a different bread bowl? That one's really toasted. I was like, I know that's your slogan. And I was trying to make, you know, make fun with him. And I was like, I know that's your slogan, but uh, that's really toasted. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's, it's, it's plenty good. And I said, no, it's it's actually black. And I, I, I don't want it like that. I want it like a picture, like <laughs> how every other bread bowl should be. And he got mad at me. And then um, he he redid it and he wouldn't give me the top piece of the bread for some reason. I said, hey, can I also get that? And he got so fed up with me, he threw the top piece of bread at me. And I said, <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? In the middle of the store, he goes, no, you're very rude. Get out of my store. And I was like, the poor kid who made my sandwich, who was mess or the bread bowl, who was messed, he messed up a bunch of times, like on the cheese and stuff. He's like, uh, he just didn't know what to do. And I can't believe you threw a piece of bread at me. I was so fucking mad. And so I called Quiznos. They gave me a $15 gift card, but I told them I would be never, I would never be going back there again. And uh, they said that they would talk to the the manager or whatever his, he was. But I was like, holy shit. He just threw bread at me. And I wasn't, I wasn't asking much <laughs> just for a good bread bowl. Oh, you're on mute, Eric. There Who throws bread? That's I what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Quiznos managers. So if there are any Quiznos managers out there, uh, we appreciate you, your listenership, but um, don't throw bread. So yeah, that was my uh, that was my bread experience. Who the hell throws bread? I don't know. I was really pissed. I was like, I was young too. And so I was more kind of shocked that it actually happened. If it was adult me now, I would have picked it up and thrown it right back at him. But I was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So unbelievable. <laughs> very weird. But yeah. I, I probably would have picked it up and taken a bite had it been like, thanks. Like, See, it tastes thanks. like shit too. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even ah, dunk it damn. in the soup. Goddamn bread bowl. But uh, oh. Thomas, do you do you have a bread bowl on your list? What's your next one? I don't. But my next one is called All Out of Time, which is a great title. Um, so we're going mm-hmm. back to the casino. That's where a lot of my customer service experience is. Sure. Um, so I parked a car the day previously. Everything went fine. Parked the car. I was actually the one to bring it up to them also. And they went on their merry way. And the next day I got called into our, uh, our supervisor's office. And she was like, uh, I kind of feel weird that I have to ask you this question, but did you steal an alarm clock from this car that you parked yesterday? And she showed me the ticket and I was like, uh, no, no, I didn't steal an alarm clock from a random car. <laughs> Why do you ask? 
so it was this elderly couple that would come in maybe once or twice a month. So they weren't quite regulars, but I knew them when I saw them. And they came in with their mentally challenged son, who was probably in his mid-30s. And he had this, apparently he had this little clock in the back seat that like the alarm would go off and he'd do something or whatever. And it went missing. And they instantly assumed that valet stole our alarm clock from the back seat. Our $5 alarm clock that we got from Target <laughs> was stolen by this valet who's been working here for like seven years at that point. He wants to jeopardize his job because he wanted that alarm clock. So they would like call up and they, they complained about it and they wanted something done about it. And they said they'd never valet with us again. I don't know if they came in outside of valet. And then two months later, they valeted. And Mm. they told me, not knowing that I was the one that they thought stole it. Oh, we found that alarm clock. It fell underneath the seat. And it was just (laughs) underneath there. They didn't say we're sorry or anything. They just said we found it. And then they went inside. And it's just like are you joking me right now? Like you tried to get me fired over this little alarm clock and you barely even looked for it. It seems like it was in the car just under the seat a little bit. And it's just like the things that people can get angry over. It's crazy. But did you take the alarm clock? I mean, you can tell us you're amongst friends. For the sexual thrill. And I snuck when I saw them (laughs) go into the building and I snuck it back in the car. Like, my evil plan is complete. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Tom. You and your alarm clocks. Tell you what, you're like the Mad Hatter. I felt bad for my supervisor because they were like, this is really like a weird conversation that we have to have right now where I have to ask you this stupid question. Because they knew you didn't take it. Yeah, like. It just had to have it on record that I said, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we're wasting time in our day so that you can say, no, you didn't need an alarm clock. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That is bug nutty batshit crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will move on to my next one. And I'm going to shift gears here to Comcast. Worked Comcast for a few years as uh, tech support and customer service. And... Uh, my principal job was in video repair. So if you had a problem with your cable television, you got transferred to me. But, you know, we also got trained to do billing and every sales and everything else. So you kind of had to be a jack of all trades. So there was a moment in time, and perhaps you remember this, where Comcast unrolled Xfinity. You remember that? Oh. Yeah, Xfinity. <laughs> They did such a bang up job explaining to the world what Xfinity was that we got so many phone calls, <laughs> <laughs> so many calls. And I had to explain to them that Xfinity is our new platform, kind of like Windows is for the, your computer. It's a new platform that handles all of our systems. It's not going to cost you any extra. It's a different name for the, s- the similar service that you were getting, but it's going you're going to get better services uh, throughout here. And this is hard to explain because you're changing the nature of their product that they signed a contract for, quote, quote, uh, that they believe is, you know, they you're changing the nature and they don't know in the fine letter, you know, the fine print that, yeah, Comcast absolutely can do that. This was right around the time that uh, they had made the switch from analog signal to digital signal, right? So it used to be you would get a lot of channels or at least local channels through your antenna over the air. 
And then it became through digital that you had to have a digital set top box in order to get those signals to your television. You couldn't just plug it straight to your TV anymore, at least not with Comcast. So they made the decision that all of our analog customers who got cheap, 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 cheap local cable and the smallest package we had for like 20 or 30 bucks a month. Now, all of a sudden they had to pay it an extra dollar a month to get this digital set top box. So basically what I'm saying is, is, Hey, remember how we told you it wasn't going to cost anything else? We lied. It's totally going to cost <laughs> you more. And, and oh, by the way, the internet speeds are jacked to the roof. And then in order yeah. to, to replace everything to fiber, there's going to be more fees. And and yeah, let's go through. The, so I had any number of awesome, awesome conversations during that period of about six months over that summer where we were have to explain to these little old ladies and, and, and little old men that you couldn't just plug your cable into the back of your big television set anymore. That's not going to work. You got to put it into our little set top box that we're going to charge you for. And now you got to use our remote control that we're going to charge you for. <laughs> now you got to learn. So they've got their big system and they've had like their big, huge remote control. I don't know if you've seen them. Oh yeah. Um, that are, you know, really large print and they've got it all set up. Nope. We're changing all of it. Uh, so sad. Sucks to be you and you're going to do it. <laughs> so uh, that was a really tough time to work there. It's not like there was any real great time to work there in terms of customer service, because when you're answering the phone in tech support, they're calling you because they have a problem. So you're already starting out on the shit end of the call. So. But this one was, again, sometimes things happen, but some it's when it's really indefensible and the company kind of puts you in a position where you're the one who has to suffer for it for like 11 bucks an hour. That's what they're paying you for. Um, <laughs> it just kind of sucks. So, uh, so that's my number four. Comcast, uh, Xfinity, yeah, uh, transition. It, so. If I didn't have to sit on hold for an hour, I would call up those tech support people just to be like, my stuff's still working. You're doing a good job. And then just hang up, you know, Appreciate if I could get it. straight to them, I would give them a thumbs up for doing what they're doing. Ugh, Cause I've heard stories of just doing that stuff where you're just sitting, getting terrible calls. Cause you and Dylan both worked in the, the, the room there. Yep. And it sounded terrible. Whenever you guys would just describe these stories of people just angry and i i hate angry people angry people are the worst <laughs> yeah they are oh. but like i said when you're dealing in that situation you're you're dealing with the the, the bad stuff so if they're their cables out and you can send a little signal to fix it then awesome but a lot of times it's not that simple sadly so uh, uh what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're gonna move on to zach's next one that's what you're gonna do Ooh. So I have one that might uh, that might top, <clears throat> not sorry, not top, but uh, is is an outlier compared to what we've been kind of talking about. It doesn't involve me necessarily, but uh, when I was doing loss prevention at Albertsons, uh, one of my stores that I worked at, it was in North Seattle. It's no longer there, but um, I did a good job of training the staff there, the managers of how to handle um, shoplifters, how to handle anything. And basically it's just hands off approach, uh, call police. You know, you can try to deter with customer service, but if they, if they say go pound sand, which a lot of people do, then you can't really do anything. 
So um, a guy is walking out with a cartload of groceries, probably $150 to the groceries, give or take. Um, just lots of random shit. So don't feel bad for him because he's trying to eat. It was like expensive stuff too, like shampoos and whatever. Wow. Any, anyways, uh, he's going out the door and... Let me backtrack a second. All of this was was uh, I, I was called and was like, Zach, we need to get to the store right away and pull video for this. So I said, OK, so I reviewed the video. So the guy puts shoplifter pushes the cart out of the store um, past no all points of sale. And uh, on the video, I see this guy walk past him. And then I see this uh, assistant store manager. He's trying to you know, call the cops. He's like, hey, give me my stuff back, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't in- engage with him at all. He just hands off completely. The guy starts bagging some shit up in- outside. But this customer who walked out in front of him decides to stop. He turn, he grabs a shopping cart near him, turns around, runs as fast as he can and just knocks this guy on his ass with the shopping cart. And then the guy fell over. And at this point, there are now like six employees outside just standing in this in, in the entryway. And the guy like kind of waves his hand up like, hey, no worries. Right. You know, I'm going to walk off. The shoplifter gets up and decides to charge him. And tries to tackle him, and then all of a sudden he misses, and then you just see the shop, the the good Samaritan beat the shit out of this guy, lay like <laughs> two or three really good punches to his head, and I am just like, oh my god! So at this point, there are twenty employees and customers out <laughs> on the front of the the store, and um, then it goes out into the parking lot. Uh, the cops arrive and all that kind of stuff, but I am just like pulling my hair watching this video, going like, holy shit. And no yeah. one at Albertsons was was liable for it because this was a customer versus customer interaction. It was a good Samaritan versus a shoplifter. And I was, um, I'm not going to lie, I have the video still <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so I'll show you guys one of these days, but it is uh, remarkable. So holy wow. buckets. Yeah, that's, uh, that was very interesting. Someone took their Bruce Wayne vigilante justice. I was yeah, going to say, you were, you're telling us of the time that you saw Batman is, is what you're telling me. I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's, I mean, visual, that's, that's a little much. I mean, he just cleaned that dude's clock. Yeah. He, he, it was it, when he hit him with a cart, his head like hit against the concrete oh, no. um, cart bay. And then, you know, he kind of walks away. They guy charges him and then he just starts punching him. Uh, the shoplifter didn't get any hits in, but it was, I mean, it was crazy. It should have ended right there, but the shoplifter charged him. So I was like, holy shit. So that was crazy stuff. Wow. Yeah. Needless to say, there were there was a uh, refocus of the policy for shoplifting <laughs> across the board to all managers that we had to attend and, and train them on. So what are you supposed fun. to do when a good Samaritan rolls up and starts beating the holy living fuck out of somebody? Call the like, police. You, you say you, you tell them to please disengage and then call the police. If they won't listen okay. to you, that's 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 your, your default. Stay away. Make sure no one's hurt around you. Um, do not engage at all. Yeah. So. That's pretty much what I would have like at the casino. Would it is like okay, everybody, fighters back to your corners. That's everybody get the dump. No, yeah, exactly. Stop. Yeah, yeah. I had a situation where I was working in Aces for like a month, right? And uh, there was a former employee, a former uh, dealer who had uh, he you know he got fired because he couldn't really do the job. Uh, is the story. Anyway, he comes back in like the night after he gets fired and he almost, you know, they gets nose to nose with the the poker manager and they're out in the parking lot and they're about to square off. And I'm just parked myself right between them. I am just, these guys are hulking out ready to throw down and I'm separating by putting my body right between them and I'm making sure that nothing really goes down. The cops show up, separate them, guy drives off, whatever. The poker manager got pissed off at me 
because I didn't kick the guy's ass. I didn't help him kick the guy's ass. I'm like, that's not my job. Like, that's not what I'm there to do. Like, what are you new? I'm not going to do that. What are you crazy? <laughs> like, what are you doing going chest up and nose to nose with this guy? You got to calm down, man. He's How like, how dare you not assault a former employee? Yeah, you I'm son not. Of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically thought I wasn't very good as a security guard because I didn't beat the shit out of a former employee that had, wow. you know. Yeah. It's dangerous so, times, man. <laughs> well, it's always dangerous when you work for morons. Exactly. <laughs> so. Thomas, you got your fifth one for us? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to start by saying I'm going to follow this one with a story about how I'm a great employee because this next one's going to be how I was actually the terrible person in this situation. Uh, um, now, I was kind of the bystander, but also not great in it so i had just driven a car out to the parking lot at this point i was a lead valet and i parked it and one of the other valets was following me down with a truck and i got out of the car and i was putting a little ticket on the key ring and uh, i look up and he's backing the truck into a spot and then i hear a loud bump noise that you would associate with two cars hitting each other because there was a truck in the the space across from him that also had a long tailgate and they hit together. Um, and we made eye contact him sitting in the driver's seat and me just standing there. And my eyes got wide, his eyes got wide. And then he pulled out of that space and he went and parked in a different space. (laughs) And then we never talked about it once we got to the front. Um, and it's the only time at that job that I realized, like, if they look at this on the cameras, I'm clearly fired. I'm a lead. I just watched another valet hit another car, and we just kind of <laughs> went, eh, and walked back to the front. There wasn't any noticeable damage that we could see. To be fair, it was 10 o'clock at night, and that parking <laughs> lot was not lit very well, but we couldn't see any damage. And yeah, yeah so this... This was a case of me being a terrible employee and a terrible lead where I was just like, I didn't even like tell him like, don't do that. I was just like, Ooh, that was crazy. And we walked to the front, talked about fantasy football and like just went on with our day. Let me move on to the one where like I saved an old lady's leg essentially. Um, okay. So a lady and her mom drove into valet and she stopped her car and she got out and her mom was getting out with an oxygen tank. She got the oxygen tank out and put it down. And I was giving the lady the ticket when I realized the car was rolling because she didn't put it in park. Um, and there was a car in front of them that it was going to hit, but it was also going to go for a long time before it hit that. And her mom was only halfway out and it was going to break her leg because of the way that she was there. Um, so I jumped into action real quick and I flew into that car and I hit that brake. She did still get a big cut on her leg from the oxygen tank rubbing up against her. So they still had to leave and go to like the hospital, but I'm pretty sure that old lady would have died if it wasn't for me. So forget that, that terrible <laughs> story about me being a terrible employee. Cause wow. I saved an old lady's life. <clears throat> an old lady's Jesus life time. is worth more than just a little fender bender. Yeah. No big deal. And the fender wasn't even bent. No, no bends in that terrible lighting. Not a bend hmm. in sight. I'm going to write my congressman about that one. You should, because that was that was a good night. 
That's all right. I mean, I can think of some times where I was just like, uh, you know, if I tell anybody this happened, I'm going to look really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There was there was another instance where after the fact, one of the other valets said to me, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but blank was drunk tonight. Right. And I went, huh? And oh, no. yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, he was he had definitely been. Dr- he should not have been working tonight at all. And I was like, huh? All right. Well, he went home already. So I guess continue with our night. Hmm. Wow. Wow. He's right. Holy shit. Fun times. (laughs) Okay. Eric, finish us off with your five. (laughs) All right. Also time I'm working at Comcast. And you notice with my list, sometimes the company, you know, the, the company's been at fault or whatever have you. This is one of those times where the company's not at fault at all. So there is, we, even though we're, you know, Comcast, we, I say we at the time because I was Comcast, we rely on satellites. Even though it's cable, you still get the feed via satellites. Okay. So for about 15 minutes, once a year, early in the AM, just the way it works, we lose our line of sight with the satellites for like 15 minutes. And there are only a few channels that are disturbed during that time frame. Okay. Pixelated, completely cut out. The curvature of the earth is just so that it blocks the signal. Okay. So I had a lady call up. I was working the first shift, the day shift. And she said, what happened to the channel? Now I'm waiting for, I'm ready for this. Cause I knew this was coming. We'd been briefed that this was going to happen. Okay. I explained to her, okay, this is what, what the situation is. And she's like, well, when are you going to fix it? Oh, well, it's going to fix itself here in a few minutes. Well, could you send a signal and get it done? Um, I could try to communicate with your box, but it wouldn't make the channels come back. Your other channels are working fine, right? No, they're all out. Okay. So now I start troubleshooting and work and find other. No, they weren't out. Everything else was working. (laughs) It's just the few channels that I was telling you about that were out. So I said, no, no, no. So we know what's going on. I'll go ahead and credit you for the day's service, the whole day's service, because you bother to call in and you're super upset about it. So like for this whole day, all of your services with our company, just because these few channels are cut out for 15 minutes, this whole day is free. You would think I would get a thank you. No, I got to fuck you. Wow. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what your degree is, but it's not in TVs. <laughs> <laughs> like I that's a real dick thing to say. She was right, but it's a real dick thing to say. <laughs> um so she basically like, "Well, when are you going to get up there and fix it?" Um wait. Get up there and fix it? <laughs> yeah. The satellites? Fix that damn satellite, Eric. Yes, the satellites in space. What? The satellites are in space. We that's not we can't like they don't need to be fixed they're where they're at like well then put you need to connect me with somebody who knows what they're talking about so okay fine so i found the number to nasa dialed nine and transferred her out jesus christ i fully drop it's a good mic i I fully expected to get fired the next day but i wasn't nobody brought it up so she must not have called back I found a number i googled a quick number at nasa and i said dial nine and extension and i just transferred it out talk talk to nasa if you will have questions about satellites i don't know you're right you know what you're right ma'am i don't know 
Why don't you go talk to them about it? I'm just repeating what I was told. Jesus. Woo. People. People these days. So it's 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 when I it's when they don't accept the answer that they give you. I think that's the moment that I want to highlight here. So that you've 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 given them the information that you're you know is correct and you've tried your best to make it right and they still cannot or will not accept the information that you're given. It's like, God damn, what is it do you think you're owed in this life? Like, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. I've already done everything I can. God almighty, get a hobby. So, I don't know. Jesus. Jesus. What about you, Zach? What's your fifth and final? So my fifth and final is a short but sweet one, but it makes me mad. Um, so I was having beers with friends uh, one day, and we were I, this girl that I was dating, uh, her and I went. We were a little late. We met up with her friends. We went to this bar called Buckley's in Belltown, because fuck that bar. It was called Buckley's in Belltown, again, for people who didn't hear. Anyways, I went there, um, and uh, the server came up. She said, hey, can I get you anything? And uh, was just kind of normal about it, not super cordial. I said, oh, yeah, let's do two Bud Lights, please. She brought him over and then said, hey, I'm actually clocking out for the day. So here you go. I'm like, cool. She gave us the, the check. I paid for it. It was $8 for two Bud Lights for some reason. And then or like maybe $10. And I gave her a $1 tip. So I signed it, uh, gave it to her, talking to my friends. 10 minutes pass. And then the same waitress comes over and says, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I thought she was going to say something about our friend being too loud or whatever. She goes, so, you know, it's actually customary to give a dollar per beer um a dollar per drink instead of 50 cents so you only gave a dollar tip for two so i think that's something you need to know and i and i like was so shocked and this was in front of earshot of all my friends and i go what like are you serious (laughs) and i i said do you understand how tips work like I, I, I know the rules, but but you were a server for maybe like a couple minutes and I just felt like a dollar for two Bud Lights was fine. You also shouldn't be coming up to me when I'm in front of my friends and, and tell me that. I don't care if you're on the clock or not. And um, she walked away and I was pissed. So yeah. um, rightfully so, right? I don't want someone yeah. to tell me how to tip. I, I, I was going to say, well, you know, actually, I didn't have to give you shit. I could have given you nothing. Yeah. So could we're have le- given you nothing at all. Exactly. We're leaving and... I the bouncer is this big fat guy. He kind of looks at me weird. And I was like, I guess I'm a cheapskate. He's like, yeah, you are. And I said, what? And he goes, he goes, you fucking heard me. And I was like, oh, do you have something to say? And he just he was saying all this shit and he wanted to fight me. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, I'm outside, dude. I'm walking away from your shitty bar. And he's like, you're you're never allowed back here again. I was like, I don't want to come back anyways. (laughs) And uh, I was livid. So, of course, just like any dumb person does is I go on the Internet to read reviews and this shit happens all the time at this bar. So I'm blown away that it is still open. But, yeah, I was pissed. Once again, what's the name of this place? Buckley's B-U-C-K-L-E-Y-S. It's in Belltown and it uh, Belltown in Seattle. And it fucking sucks. It's a sports bar. It's garbage. And, uh, yeah, I would avoid that like like COVID, basically. But. Never go back there. Um, I won't even get started on my on my uh, diatribe about tipping in the U.S. But um, to be clear, I do tip a dollar per drink, and it's not because of her. It's just that day I just felt like tipping a dollar, which is how tipping works, right? You tip based yeah. off a of service. And to be clear, I usually tip one dollar per drink, regardless of how fancy the cocktail is. It's a dollar per drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> so typically, sure. Yeah. So that's what it was. So the the tipping fiasco. Oh, for fuck's sake. The tipping fiasco. I don't owe you any of it. Nope. Should have uh, taken it back. But. Cool. Thomas, you want to you wanna recap us? I think I can recap us. So me, Thomas, I had my enemy, teriyaki way, the forgotten Chinese food, 
Spoiled Milk at Angel of the Winds Casino, of course. All Out of Time, also at Angel of the Winds Casino. Fender Bender, Blind Eye at Angel of the Winds Casino. (laughs) I was a terrible employee. Eric had (laughs) Pants Wetter, so sad, at Angel of the Winds. Uh, Canceled Flight, Jet Blue. Eric's Neck Kisser. Gross. Angel Angel the Winds. Uh, Upgrade fees at Comcast. Fix the satellites also at Comcast. (laughs) Zach had iPhone bitch at Target. (laughs) I don't like saying that word, but okay. And then uh, Snowmageddon Sound Transit. I'm glad I got on the one that was better. Uh, Bread Bull at Quiznos. Shoplifter Vigilante at Albertsons. And the tipping fiasco at Terrible Buckley's. Yeah. Pretty good lists. Surprisingly, no overlaps. Yeah, I know. I Besides the one thing I th- you I being thought, in Eric's. <laughs> well, I thought we were gonna talk about the gun incident in Angel of the Winds, and we'll talk off air. I thought about, about that. that but, I thought about that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one I where actually those, don't even crazy this, guy pulled, pulled the gun. Yeah, so it was a road rage. It was a road rage, exactly. Oh. I thought I thought someone was gonna get shot. Seriously. It was so crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. So Thomas, go and end it. Alrighty, thank you for tuning in to Top Five Podcast. Be sure to follow us at on Twitter at Top. Let me let me start all that over again. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you for tuning in to Top Five Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top Five at Zachdale sixty at Tom Top Five and at E Shane or E underscore Shane, of course, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we know you did, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you. Hey, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. And I knew exactly what to do. But in a much more real sense, I had no idea what to do. Michael Scott. Yeah, that's customer service. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Later, guys. Bye.